Hey guys, Trey Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Chain. Yo, what's up guys? It's Chad Townsend from Talk of the Town. Hey sports fans, Nick Davis here and you're listening to Moving the Chain. Welcome to Moving the Chains, episode 19. But all that matters is week one in the NFL season is in the books, all done and dusted. And of course, we're brought to you by topsport.com.au, where you get the best NFL odds. And I'll tell you what. If you've been listening all season, getting ready and putting your futures on, Trent Copeland has looked after you punters and you are going to be cashing in big time if things continue to unfold. As I welcome the boys in, Chad Townsend, Nick Davis and Trent Copeland. How are we, fellas? Good, thanks, Sally. How good week one in the books, mate. A lot of story headlines. Can't wait to get into it. Boys, I'll I'll tell you what, there's one piece of audio I just want to play you guys. And I, pro- I think it's probably the most exciting thing as NFL fans to hear. And it's been blowing up on social media from all the wives. If you want your husband to come in from anywhere in the world, this is where, this is the sound. It's like Anchorman. They call out the sound and the husbands come running. Just listen to this. Oh. How good is that? So good. Oh, just listening to that. It's so good. It's like the old wide water sports with the cricket coach. <laughs> oh, cricket's on. Universal yeah. language, that, isn't it? Okay, boys, let's get stuck into it now. Uh, big weekend, as we, we spoke about. A lot of sport in the world, but the NFL headlines that end. Straight to you, Chad Townsend. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They went down uh, to the New Orleans Saints, which they probably expected to do week one. But uh, a lot of talk about Tom Brady's struggle with the new offense, with the new system. Uh, he threw two interceptions. One was a pick six. Are we surprised at Tom Brady's performance in week one? Uh, and are we worried? Uh, look, probably a little bit surprised. You know, 23 or 36 for 239 yards. Obviously, as you mentioned, you know, the, the two interceptions is probably what what's worrying the most. You know, coming into a new side, we didn't probably expect Tom Brady to set the world on fire. And I think it just shows exactly how hard it is to come into a new team, obviously learn, learn a new playbook, get some chemistry with some new receivers. You know, after 20 years at the Patriots, uh, you know, Tom was probably always going to start slow, but I know, you know, he was obviously really filthy and, and uh, Bruce Arians, their coach, you know, he was filthy as well. So, you know, w- can we expect Tom Brady to improve? I think so. Dickie, uh, for so long, yeah, you know, we've heard about the lack of weapons that New England have been able to provide. Uh, uh, sorry, Tom Brady. He gets all the weapons now. This is a quick fix, surely. I mean, we all probably agree here that this is going to take maybe two or three weeks, but they, get, they will get into a rhythm and they're still going to be hard to beat. Yeah, he's probably got a couple of... Oh, hang on. As I lose my headphones. <laughs> he's probably got a couple of weeks, you know, Grace, because he's Tom Brady. But as Chad pointed out on his, on his tweet, he's still got the cannon. But unfortunately, the cannon was thrown to the opposition a few times. They're just going to take a little while. Obviously, we spoke so much about the, um, the lack of reps that they would have had through the preseason. Um, he still looks um, like the Tom Brady of, of last year. Just got different people in front of him. He'll take a couple of weeks and he'll get that sorted. Copes, what did you make of Tom Brady's performance uh, first out for the Bucks? Yeah, scrappy. And I think I, I saw, I reckon, the play before Chad's tweet that bombed down the sideline, Chris Godwin, and I thought, wow, this could be unreal. Uh, but I actually thought more credit to the Saints. I thought they managed the game really well. Their defence looked unbelievable. Uh, and they just didn't let 
the offense get going. They, they stop the run game as they have been doing for the last two years now. Uh, and their corners just gave no room for, and uh, I guess underwhelming, but he was injured, Mike Evans. Mm. Uh, and Chris Godwin, when he, when he caught the ball, he caught it underneath and they didn't give him space. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think Brady will get better, but I thought the Saints just played a really good game plan. All right, let's throw this up on out. Moving the chains, Twitter poll straight away, Chad Townsend. The pressure will be on Tom Brady. Will the Tampa Bay Buccaneers make the playoffs? They are one game behind, obviously, the New Orleans Saints, who will probably get that top seed, and they'd be maybe looking at a wild card uh, to get into the playoffs. Let's keep it moving to Tom Brady's old team, boys. The New England Patriots, they are 1-0 under Cam Newton, and it was an impressive performance, Chad, against an underwhelming Miami team. We know that where they are at the moment. They spent a lot of money, but they're not competing for a championship uh, a lot of run plays designed for cam newton two tds very impressive on debut yeah 100 sarah look we you know we we thought that the patriots would come in and beat miami and they obviously did but the thing that i was really interested in was as you just mentioned there the 65 percent design run play from new england patriots and bill belichick to obviously suit cam newton who's coming to a new scheme and to put that into perspective you know he's He's thrown 19 passes, completed 15 of 19, where Tom Brady's been asked to throw 36 passes and obviously completed 23 of 36. So, you know, obviously using uh, Cam's strength, which is, is his running. Um, you know, I thought it was a, a good performance from Cam. Obviously, you know, I want to know uh, the Patriots. Um, they're they're going to be dangerous. And, and if can, Cam can keep doing this and, and playing well, you know, um, who knows what could happen. Uh, Copes, I'll go to you because you had Kyle Shanahan at the 49ers. He's known for his offensive schemes and stuff like that. It must be exciting for Josh McDaniels to, after so long, have an immobile quarterback to have someone that he can plan some new schemes. It'd be almost like your first day at school with Cam Newton because it opens up so many more options. Yeah, it does. And I think he, to make that successful, he still needs to be able to pass. And when Chad references the 15 from 19, he still looked a very capable passer. Um, and his arm strength has never been in question. It's just at times been you know, thrown from metre the wall away five metres and thrown at 200 k's an hour to his receivers. He looked like he had a bit more nous and a bit more understanding. And in week one of a, an offence and a, you know, learning the playbook type of thing, that's pretty exciting if you're a Pats fan. And... Bill Belichick, he just finds ways to get wins. So, I mean, it's 1-0 at this point, isn't it? Brady lost, Belichick won. That's exactly the point I'm going to ask you, Dickie. Uh, what is Bill Belichick? Do you think he would have even known that Tom Brady had played in, in the NFL and <laughs> lost on the weekend? Or is he just one of those guys that's just like, you know, F Tom, I'm here, I'm, I'm still the king? Oh, I think he would have. I, I definitely think he would have shot him a little message there of, of good luck. But I haven't seen too many of Bill's sort of press conference after it. And if they referenced the the Tom Brady thing, but in Bill's normal way, he would have just played it off and played it down. But I, I think Cope said it's good for Pats fans. I think it's good for NFL fans. Uh, Cam Newton is a superstar of the competition. Uh, he he puts bums on seats and eyes on TVs. And um, I'm every time the Pats are going to be playing, I'll be watching because I like how he rolls. Okay, let's keep it moving, boys. A lot of big action on the weekend, a lot of impressive performances. But what was the one thing that caught your eye, the, the really big, maybe, disappointment? I mean, we've got studs and duds coming up. So keep your powder dry, boys, because there's going to be a surprise there. Copes, I think, might go after his own team, but I'm not giving too much away. Uh, but uh, what was the one player that really caught your eye, whether it was uh, about their performance or not, Chad? Yeah, look, one player that, that caught my eye, and I know we've got studs and duds a bit later on, but it was was Joe Burrow. I thought... 
Um, you know, he, his composure in the pocket. Um, I thought the way that he attacked that last drive under a lot of pressure, you know, and it was just unfortunate with that pass interference call. But he really held the Bengals in a chance to win that game against the Chargers. And I thought, you know, for me, it was like, geez, you know, this is what I want to see from the number one pick. You know, um, some confidence, obviously, coming off the back of that season at LSU. And we spoke about the virtual offseason and learning the playbook. And, and um, you know, he got sacked a few times and the Chargers, you know, front line let him know about it. And I was really interested to see, you know, what his reaction was like. But he kept his head on his shoulders. And like I said, you know, he gave himself a chance in that last drive and they, they came up short. But to me, you know, there was enough to see where I'm thinking, hey, you know, this guy's got the goods. The one thing that caught my eye over the weekend, boys, was there were a lot of comebacks. We talk about the Washington football team. They were down 17 points. The Chicago Bears were down 17 points. And their way that they've been able to get back and win those games. And then I think it's off the back of not having an off-season. There's a lot of timing out. You probably, by the time you get into that third, fourth quarter, uh, that's when you're starting to get your rhythm. So that really surprised me, those two comebacks. Especially, I thought Detroit would actually you know, flog the Bears just by airing the ball out and... The Philadelphia Eagles, they're turning into like the Dallas Cowboys. They just keep stinking it up when they are favourites. So uh, that was what really caught my eye. What about you, Dickie? Um, he, he's not my stud, but DeAndre Hopkins, uh, I love how he went, he went about it. There was a, a lot of talk out of the, the Thursday night game about David Johnson and, and how well he ran for the, uh, the Texans. Uh, but uh, he would have taken really good note of that nuke and he, and he turned in a, a superstar performance. Off the back, Kyler Murray, uh, I think it suits his style, um, how they work together, but I thought his, uh, I thought his game play and then his, uh, his little forehand on Twitter after was, uh, was spectacular. <laughs> what about you, Capes? Uh, two rookies for me. I'm, I'm a guy that is unashamedly in love with college football and the draft system and stuff like that. Um, so first one in the game you were referencing there, Sowie, uh, Chase Young. I was incredibly impressed with what he did, how much he impacted the game. Uh, Carson Wentz looks so rushed and so panicked in the pocket. Uh, and I reckon that's a lot to do with how they won the game. Uh, the other one was Clyde Edwards-Alaire on Friday. Um, he was super impressive. Got stuffed at the goal line a few times. Uh, I think the offensive line will get their, their, I guess, movement patterns and blocking in line in the next couple of weeks. But everything we saw when he's found some space means that the best offense in the league just got better, which is yeah. scary. 32 teams sitting there getting ready for 31 other teams. Sorry, 30 other teams because there's two playing. Sitting there <laughs> on Thursday night going, oh, I can't wait for the season to start. And the best team in football, the best offense in football got better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How good? Not. <laughs> they certainly did. All right, uh, coming up next, I'm very excited about this. A new segment on the Moving the Chains podcast. It's called Studs or Duds. So just one more time for all the NFL lovers out there. Just close your eyes and reminisce. Okay, boys, this is a rapid fire segment. We're bringing in studs and duds. You pick out your best stud of the NFL week and you pick out your biggest dud. I'm going to start with you, Chad Townsend, your biggest stud and your biggest dud week one of the NFL. Yeah, look, I'm going to double down on Dickie's, um, what caught his eye before. For me, it was DeAndre Hopkins, 14 of 16, 151 yards, and he received 43% of the targets. I thought he was absolutely amazing in his new side. The dud for me was Baker. Baker Mayfield, you know, I've, I've backed Baker Mayfield for a long time on here, but boys, my tether is getting thin and thinner, 
and 21 of 39, one TD, one interception on that opening drive, 189 yards. If we are to do anything in this season, he needs to improve straight away. And there's a lot of commentary around, you know, what he could, what could potentially happen. Look, we've got Case Keenum there, who's the veteran backup. Um, who knows how long Stefanski gives him, but, you know, he needs to bounce back quickly. My stud of the week, and he was a, a late pickup in a lot of my fantasy teams, was Calvin Ridley, boys. Atlanta Falcons, 130 yards, nine receptions, a TD to go with that. He was absolutely uh, – two TDs, I beg your pardon. He was absolutely outstanding. Uh, I just – I mean, Copes, you really wrapped him up when I picked him up because Julio Jones is going to get a lot of targets, but that just leaves Calvin Ridley to go and do his thing. My dud of the week – Seriously, Odell Beckham Jr., shithouse, all right? Uh, that's, that's pun intended, all right? I'm sick of seeing the, I am sick of seeing the catch from 10 years ago, whenever it was, against whoever he played, okay? Can we get open, all right? Can we get the ball? I know Baker Mayfield's trash, but you're going to have to make some plays. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't make excuses. He gets the job done. Uh, so he was my biggest dad. What about you, Dickie? Well, I'll leave Josh Jacobs for Cope, so um, I'll choose <laughs> <laughs> my tip at $41, I think, at topsport.com.au. Aaron Rodgers is a bad dude, and he showed everyone that if he's going to get punted out of Green Bay, he's going to go down swinging. 32 completions from 44 attempts, 364 yards, four touchdowns. Cop that backup quarterback. <laughs> Jordan Love. What about your Love dad? It. Dak Prescott. Oh. And the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> America's team. America's quarterback. Mate. Start throwing touchdowns. Start winning games. And then you'll get paid. Not happy <laughs> with Dak. Dud. <laughs> yeah, not happy with Dak. It was pretty ordinary performance from the Dallas Cowboys. What about you, Copes? Uh, Copes just I'm going to stick with my sorry. 49ers Cardinals. A little bit. He's, uh... You got me? Yeah, we got you. He's, uh, he's doing renovations at the moment, so just hang with us there. Uh, <laughs> Copes, you, you have 49ers and your Arizona Cardinals. You're big on this matchup. You're worried yeah. about the Cardinals, and it came back to... to... Really? Yeah, early in the offseason, I was worried about... This matchup, I was worried about the Cardinals improving. And when I saw this game on the schedule, I was, you know, I was just worried about the offseason and what it looked like. But uh, the hangover from Super Bowl is real for a lot of teams. And it, it showed on the weekend. I thought DeAndre Hopkins was absolutely class. You guys have mentioned it. But I want to talk about Kyler Murray as my start of the week. I thought he was unbelievable against one of the best defensive units in the league unashamedly you know I'm a fan but that's I guess pretty universal um, he was exceptional over 100 yards until the two kneels at the end to close out the game he had over 100 yards rushing touchdown rushing and then some really clutch plays and having that stud receiver just makes such a big difference to him he's still got Larry Fitzgerald Christian Kirk numerous other guys and Kenyon Drake out of the backfield but uh, I thought he was undoubtedly my start of the week against a good team. Uh, the dud, oh, I find it hard to nail it down on um, you know, some of those big names that you guys have mentioned before. But to me, it was a guy that I, I had huge hopes for. I had uh, a lot of early round draft picks 
uh, on him. And they, they even won the game. And it was Michael Thomas for the Saints. They got the job done. They won. But they did it without Michael Thomas. So uh, I wonder, after that record-breaking catch season last year, uh, the things shift a little bit. Now he's got a high ankle sprain. So we're going to be without him for a couple of weeks, I reckon. There you go. So studs or duds. And if you are looking to sponsor that, we are available. Please uh, hit us up in the DM. We want to be able to sell that studs or duds. So one more time for all the NFL lovers, studs or duds. Oh, I love playing that. Okay, let's keep it rolling here, lads. It's now time for topsport.com.au. Of course, we get $50 every week to be able to put into a charity at the end of the year. None of the multis came up from week one, boys. We were pretty ordinary, to be honest. Uh, tell you what, when I woke up and saw uh, the Baltimore Ravens absolutely spanking the behinds of the Cleveland Browns, the seven and a half. It could have been 70 and a half, and I think they would have covered. Uh, all right, time to try and get some money into this kit bag and get us underway, Chad Townsend. Week two in the NFL, a lot of good matchups, a lot of probably one-sided matchups after what we've seen, but we don't know what's going to happen with COVID because the second week in, I think there's still going to be a few upsets. Where are you going this week, Chad? Yeah, look, I'm going a few upsets this week, Sarah, and I, and I think I've got a bit of value here. Look, I'm going to go uh, the Philadelphia Eagles head-to-head against the Rams this week. They're paying $1.99, and I've got the Patriots who are playing the Seahawks at two seventy nine for a combined four seventy eight. Four seventy eight for the Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, just while you get yours ready, Dickie, I am going San Francisco to bounce back in a big way against the New York Jets. Minus seven. The Buffalo Bills, their defense just seems like it's going to be impressive all year again, boys. Minus five and a half against the Miami Dolphins. And, well, Mr. Rogers, that bad man that you talk about, Nick Davis, uh, it's going to be an aerial fest this weekend between the Detroit Lions and Green Bay Packers. I'm going the Packers minus five and a half. Uh, for a combined total there, let me have a look. I think it's juicy. $6.70. So minus five and a half, minus five and a half, minus seven for those three teams. Where are you at this week, Dickie? That was very good. Uh, I'm going uh, similar. Well, I can't be too similar to last week, but Sally, our team's won and these other two bogans, their team's lost. and cost me uh, <laughs> the multi. So I will double down again. I will take the Cleveland Browns to beat the Bengals. Chad, please. Let's go. Love Let's that, go. I'll take the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Jets. And in our game, Sowie, in our game, the Saints versus the uh, Raiders, I'll take the overs at because the Raiders couldn't defend anything <laughs> at the moment. So I'll take the overs there. And that is a little, it'll be a little win, uh, $3.30. So $3. I'll, I'll take that. $3.30, trying to bank some cash, uh, kicking into a corner. I love that. Where are you at, Copes? Bit of line and length this week for you? <laughs> no, no, I'm going to go at least one upset in there. And I, I reckon I'm going to go on the back of what Chad was talking about before uh, Joe Burrow. I was really impressed. Uh, they're playing against the Browns this week. So sorry, Chaddy. But uh, I actually really like them in this one. Uh, the Browns, to me, didn't aim up on either side of the ball last week. And if Burrow can get things going, I think their offense might be too hard to handle. Um, the other one for me, I think, is the Colts. Uh, against the Vikings, depleted defense that Aaron Rodgers torched last week. Uh, they did have Marlon Mack go down with an Achilles injury, but I think Jonathan Taylor's about to burst, and we're, we might talk about him a little later in the fantasy segment. So uh, they're my picks. 
There we go. Topsport.com.au. Get the best NFL odds. And uh, just while we give Copes a little bit of a quick wrap. Copes, I'll give you 30 seconds. You had a preseason bet on Matt Ryan uh, to have the most yards, uh, completion yards in the NFL this year. How many yards did he have on the weekend? And what price did you get that at? Because I dare say he might be a little bit shorter now. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure of the total yardage that he got, but it was over 400. It was the most in the week. Uh, And I think basically just the way that offense is run and their defense being so bad, uh, he's just going to have to throw the entire year. And with Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Hayden Hurst as the tight end, but also Todd Gurley and Russell Gage getting involved. I mean, all three receivers went over 100 yards. So... I love that. And I think if you're betting on the Dallas Cowboys matchup this week, get on the overs. I think that's another good bet. There you go. That at the moment is $1.85 on topsport.com.au. 52 is the line there. Okay, boys, fantasy time. This is what we're all yeah. here for. We had the Moving the Chains Invitational Draft uh, just over a week ago. And the round one matchups, just to run through, uh, there were winners and losers like there are every week, boys. But uh, the winners this week were Copes, uh, Aussie's Audibles had a massive score, 191 over Team Top Sport, sucked in Tristan. Uh, a tight one there for Pimp Mike Clyde. He beat Fantasy Football Down Under, which is a huge loss for him, uh, 126 to 106. Ball so hard, University. Well, the super coach, yeah. the back-to-back champion, heading for a three-peat. He knows what he's doing. A tight win over Dan Frost, official. Uh, I had a good win early on. That was just like uh, just handling the kindergarten class there uh, against Team Aaron Vecini. Big win by my team. Copes, you were impressive against uh, the off-spinner from England. Uh, 106 points, dead set. I looked at his team. Does he know what he's doing over there? I think he tried to draft Andrew Flintoff. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was straight on the front foot getting into him as well. Uh, Marlon Max injured. Thomas is injured. He's in big trouble, big salty. Uh, and he's blown out in the uh, fantasy, uh, sorry, the moving the chains invitational uh, odds as well. Some of us have shortened. Uh, but the matchup of the week Chad's Chargers, aka at Bill Bella Checks. Versus Raider Nation at Dickio <laughs> 2. And the guy who's had an undefeated season, Reign Supreme, 129.16 to 126.96. Chad, a tight first up loss. How's the confidence? Do you still have the full support of the board? I do. You know, we're on one. I'm absolutely filthy to go down to that close. Um, you know, I had the, my last player today, which was um, Jerry Judy. And... Uh, you know, I'm thinking, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm watching the game, and I'm thinking, come on, he, he needs about eight points, and he ended up getting about six or so. So, uh, Dickie gets me this week, but um, hey, you know, it's on to next week, and you know, you got to be better next week. So, yeah, I was throwing the, I was throwing the toys out of the cot early. Big <laughs> time. Oh, Daniel Jones was copying it hard. Oh. Hey, <laughs> Chad had the Steelers defense, and he just kept throwing it to them. So a few key matchups this week. I take on the own-one Bill Belichick's, uh, Chad's Chargers. Uh, who have you got? Oh, Cope, you've got fantasy football uh, down under. And you've got uh, Team Vecini there, Raider Nation. Uh, who's the super coach got? He's got Aussie Audible. So both 1-0 uh, yeah. to start the season. I saw the super coach walk past the, uh, the training what did field say? today. What did he, no, he, had a big, he had a big smile on his face. <laughs> he can't come too close because he's in the bubble, but he did make a bit of a beeline across to the Swans training oval. How'd you go, mate? Uh, <laughs> one of those ones <laughs> waiting for the, oh, how did you go? Yeah, I won. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> how'd you go, mate? <laughs> yeah, uh, 
he's in it. He's in it. Look, he was um, he's uh, he was up and about. He's been on the chat boards with the boys. He's uh, don't worry. He's in oh, it. I love his name, Dickie, and and boys ball so hard. University. Yeah. <laughs> you reckon he plays that in the background when he's drafted? <laughs> um, hey, we might have to try and get him on the Move and Chains podcast and see his knowledge about the NFL. Uh, Tell you what, boys, let's get into our Cronulla Beer Fantasy Player of the Week. Trent Copeland, this is your segment to shine. Chad Townsend sponsors it. Me and Dickie pretty much do nothing this segment, but it is to wrap up the show. Who is going to be the fantasy performer of week two? Who'd you have week one? Uh, Deshaun Jackson. And he had a pretty ordinary performance on the back of Carson Wentz having a stinker. Oh, so, uh, But I've got a goodie for you this week. The Cronulla Beer Fantasy Player of the Week, Jonathan Taylor. I think on the back of Marlon Mack's injury, the Achilles, he's out for the season. This rookie had Clyde Edwards-Alaire gone to the Colts and had the open running. I would have been just as excited as I was for Edwards-Alaire in that offense. Jonathan Taylor is arguably the best three-down back out of college this year. He's the complete back. He's the real deal. He took six receptions last week for 67 yards. And nine carries on the ground for 22 yards. I think against Minnesota this week, he is going to go berserk. There you go. Jonathan Taylor from the Indianapolis Colts is the Cronulla Beer fantasy player to watch this week in the NFL. That's it, boys. It's been a big week. I'll tell you what, I'm so glad it's finally here. There was nothing better. Uh, Obviously, I was in hospital with my little girl, but there was nothing better than watching some NFL uh, over the weekend and seeing some of those big scores and big performances. Make sure you rate, review and subscribe. Jump on to our app, Moving the Chains. Uh, Send a little bit of banter there if you got us. We did beat the fantasy football down under, boys. quite a tight one but we got the job done so we're on track to win that 5,000 and throw it into our Mad Monday I mean a charity at the end of the year so uh, take it easy rate, review and subscribe and we'll catch you next week